Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the commentary for Comedy of Errors Act 4, Independent Shakespeare. My name is Landon Bell, I'm your director, and unfortunately I am not joined by our assistant director, Swin Halverson, or our dramaturge, Colin Kelly. Uh, Yes, they were busy, 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 busy men, and so they have left me to fly solo. But I digress. Uh, <laughs> opening up here, uh, we have Christian Bayes as the second merchant. Sorry, my brain, my brain. I am high on Audioverse awards, and so yeah. Even just the sum that I do owe to you is growing to me by Antipholus. This is also Aiden Rudd as Angelo. At five o'clock, I shall receive the money for the same. Pleaseth you walk with me down to his house. I will discharge my bond and thank you too. That labor you may save. See where he comes. And Jordan well, Gottlieb as the officer. Go thou and buy a rope's end. That will I bestow among and the And Dave Morgan has Antiphilus of Ephesus. I tend to be doing that a lot with these episodes that have characters that appear often. I buy a thousand pound a year. It's like I usually start off every commentary going, this is this person, and this is this person, and this is this person. <laughs> So, I apologize. If that's ever annoying to anybody, just tweet me. I'm at the bellman. Just, you know, tweet me and be like, Hey, Landon, that's annoying. Don't do it anymore. And I will try not to do it anymore. Like you thought our love would last too long if it were chained together and therefore came not. Saving your merry humor. Here's the note. How much your chain weighs... So, this scene right here. I directed this scene. And, uh... The whole deal with the chain just... It reaches a whole new escalation in the scene. Discharged, for he is bound to see and stays, but for it. I'm not furnished. And you can't help but feel sorry for yeah, Angelo because I mean the guy just genuinely needs his money. Stranger to my house, and with you take the chain and bid my wife disperse the sum on the receipt thereof. Perchance I will be there as soon as you. Then you will bring the. Chain I mean, this is yourself. like someone robbing no. an independent Fair jewelry you, store. Lest I come not time enough. Well, sir, I will. And the owner's like, I need my money. And if I have not, sir, I hope you have. Or else you may return without your money. Nay, come. I pray you, sir, give me the chain. Both wind and tide stays for this gentleman, and I to blame have held him here too long. Lord, (laughs) you use this dalliance to excuse your breach of promise to the porpentine. I should have chid you for not bringing it. But, like a shrew, you first began to brawl. The hour steals on, sir. Pray you dispatch. You hear how he I love the voice me. that Kristen used for her character in this play. Why give it to my wife? Works very well. Come, come. You know I gave it to you even now. Either send the chain or send me by some token. Fine. Now you run this humor out of breath. Where's the chain? I pray you, let me see it. My business cannot. I think by Act Five is when it really started to uh, crack me up. If not, I'll leave him to the office. I answer you. What should I answer you? The money that you owe me for the chain. I owe you none till I receive the chain. You know I gave it to you half an hour since. Actually, that's somewhat of a reoccurring theme because there's several of these characters who... wrong me more, sir. Their voice is kind of straight-laced compared to the rest. And so, like, they don't crack you up so much in the earlier acts, but by the time you get to Acts 5 and uh, later on in Act 4, it really starts to be kind of hilarious. to pay the sum for me or... I attach you by this officer. <laughs> Consent to pay thee that I never had? <sighs> Arrest me, foolish fellow, if thou darest. 
Here is thy fee. Arrest him, officer. I would not spare my brother in this case if he should scorn me so apparently. I do arrest you, sir. You hear the suit? I do obey thee till I give thee bail. But, sirrah, you shall buy this sport as dear as all the metal in your shop will answer. Sir, sir, I will have law in Ephesus to your notorious shame. I doubt it not. Uh, this song in the background is called Wherefore. Uh, another one of my compositions. Master, there is a bark of epidamnum that stays but till her owner comes aboard and then, sir, she bears away. Our frauded, sir, I It didn't get quite as much use in the play as I would have liked. Um, but I think that's just... It, uh, it had to do more with when I composed it compared to the rest. Uh, I actually believe this was... That Wherefore was the very last song I composed for the play. Madman, without peevish sheep, what ship of Epidamnum stays for me? Uh, <laughs> I love that thing Dave did uh, because it was actually a, a blooper. Uh, he, he didn't mean to get hung up on his word like that. And I was like, you know what? This works perfectly because he's mad and angry. You sent me for a rope send as soon you sent me to the bank, so, sir, for a Yeah, that's, that tends to be how it works. If you use a blooper on me and you leave it in there and it works, I'm going to put it in place. <laughs> Give her this key and tell her in the desk that's covered or also I'm there are times I'm not afraid to put in an ad lib. I've not done it since um, tell her I've not done it since uh, Julius Caesar uh, act shall bail me two. I believe it was I used a uh, ad lib that Vincent Morrison did officer. So they're very rare on Shakespeare because we like to preserve the language. Uh, but they do they do slip in from time to time whenever they fit to perfectly. Adriana, that is where we dined, where Dowsabelle did claim me for her husband. Oh, <laughs> big, uh, this is also Mindy Raskinen as Dromeo of Syracuse. My will. For Lest I forget anyone. <laughs> And this scene right here was directed by our fantastic assistant director. Uh, Luciana, did he tempt thee so? Might thou proceed? And this is Catherine Pride as Adriana. Yeah, you're no. Looked he or, or red or pale or, or sad or merrily? What observation madest thou in this case of his heart's meteors tilted in his face? First, he denied you had. And Rochelle Hager as Luciana. <laughs> More my spot. Then swore he that he There was I go, a introducing everyone uh, sure individually swore. again. <laughs> Though yet forsworn he were. Then these two I characters, out of all the characters in the play, I think and that these two he? characters have the best that love I begged for you, acting begged chemistry. With what persuasion uh, did he tempt them? Not love? that the not not With that the Antipholuses and Dromios don't have acting chemistry together, but. I think that Adriana and Luciana, I, th I think with uh, Kat and Rochelle, we perfectly hit on two actresses that can sound like they're kin to each other. 
worse body, shapeless. Um, Adri Adriana, of course, is the more eccentric one, so she's the one with the accent. Luciana is more, she's down to earth. She doesn't have some Western accent that's going on. Uh, I think they balance. I think they both balance each other very well. But I think him better than I say. And I'm sure Swim would agree uh, because I, I think he asked to take almost every scene that had the minute. <laughs> What can I say? My assistant director has good taste. Well, my tongue do curse. Here, go. The desk, the purse. So you know my case. Oh, that's that lost paper. I'm running fast. Where is the master, Dromeo? Is he whale? No. He's in Tartar limbo, worse than hail. A devil in an everlasting garment hath him. <laughs> devil in an everlasting garment hath him. A fury, pitiless and rough. A wolf, nay worse, a fellow in all buff. A back friend, a shoulder clapper, one that countermands the passages of alleys. This is one line that I wish I had used in the casting call. Counter and yet draws dry foot well. One that before the judgment carries power. Or maybe I did, and I just don't remember. I don't know. It's been too long. What is the matter? It's been too many moons ago. He's rested on the case. What? Is he arrested? Tell me in whose suit. I know not in whose suit he is rested well, but he's in a suit of buff which rested him, that I can tell. Will you send him Mistress Redemption? The money in his desk? Go fetch it, sister. This I wonder at, that he, unknown to me, should be in debt. Tell me. And once again, I've reached the part of the man? episode where I'm just listening not to the actor's band, act. But on a stronger thing, a chain, a chain. Do you not hear it ring? What, the chain? No, no, the bell. To some that I were gone, it was two when Arrow left him, and now the clock strikes one. The hours come back? That did I never hear. Oh, yes. If any hour meets a sergeant, it turns back for very fear. As if time were in debt. How fondly does that reason? Tom is a very bankrupt and owes more than he's worth the season. Nay, he's a thief, too. Have you not heard men say that time comes a stealing on by night and day? If he be in debt and theft and a sergeant in the way, hath he not reason to turn back an hour in a day? <laughs> Go, Dromeo. There's the money. Bear it straight and bring that master home immediately. Come, sister. I am pressed down with conceit. Conceit, my comfort, and my injury. So I've noticed something, at least in the Shakespeare plays we've done. Almost any time someone gives someone else money, it means something either A, bad is going to happen, or B, something hilarious is going to happen. Uh, so I don't know if Shakespeare was trying to tell us something. Maybe, maybe he was trying to make some kind of bold statement about money. called me into his shop and showed me silks that he had bought for me. Maybe he was trying to say that... Money was sure, the harbinger of wilds. evil and funny jokes. Master, I'm just gonna shut up now. <laughs> what have you got the picture of old Adam new apparel? Uh, what gold is this? What Adam does thou mean? <laughs> uh, also, this is uh, Pete Milan as Antiphilus of Syracuse. Lest I forget him as well. <laughs> 
stood like an evil angel and bid you forsake your liberty. I nah, Pete is great. How could we stole? possibly forget Pete? It's not possible. Case. He it's not like possible. He's a bass viol in the case of leather. The man, sir, that when gentlemen are tired, gives them a sob and rests them. Be right back. Writing seminar short where people forget a character named Pete. What? Thou meanest an officer? Ah, sir, the sergeant of the band. He that brings any man to Any time Pete Antiphilus is reacting to someone like that, you can really hear his Jimmy Stewart-isms shining through. Is there any ships put forth tonight? May we be gone? Why, sir, I brought you word an hour since that the bark expedition put forth tonight, and then were you hindered by the sergeant to tarry you for the whole <laughs> Tonight! Here are the angels that you sent for to deliver you! Oh, the fellow is distracted, and so am I. And here we wander in illusions. Some blessed power deliver us from hence. Well met, well met, Master Antipholus. I see, sir, you have found the goldsmith now. Is and this is Sarah Mackenzie as the courtesan. Satan, avoid. I charge thee, tempt me not. Master, is this Mistress Satan? It is the devil. <laughs> Mr. Satan. She's the devil's damn. Oh, boy. And there comes the wenches say, God damn me. That's as much as say, God make me a light wench. It is written they appear to men like angels of light. Light is an effective fire, and fire will burn. Ergo, light wenches will burn. Come not near her. You and your man are marvelous merry, sir. Will you go with me? We'll mend our dinner here. Oh, master, if you do expect spoon meat, or bespeak a long spoon. <laughs> spoon meat. Mary, he must have a long spoon that must eat with the devil. Avoid, fiend. <laughs> what tellst thou me of supping? Thou art, as you are all, a sorceress. I conjure thee to leave me and be gone. Give me the ring of mine you had at dinner, or for my diamond, the chain you promised, and I'll be gone, sir, and not trouble you. Some devils ask what the parents of one's nail. A rush, a hair, a drop of blood, a pin, a nut, a cherry stone. But she... More covetous must have a chain. Yeah, so it's not exactly explained all too well um, in the previous act, but I pray you, sir, my ring. The character of the courtesan um, gave Antiphilus of Ephesus a ring, and she's getting him confused with Antiphilus of Syracuse. <laughs> I noticed when I listened to the completed act uh, the first time around that it's not exactly all too obvious what's going on unless you have heard the previous act immediately before it. Uh, so if you've listened to this, and it's been a while since you've heard the third act, go back and listen to it again and come back, and hopefully it'll hopefully it'll fill in all the little cracks in your memory. Acquainted with his fits, on purpose shut the doors against his way. My way is now to hie home to his house and tell his wife that, being lunatic, he rushed into my house and took perforce my ring away. This course I fit as choose, for forty ducats is too much to lose. 
40 ducats. I like the word ducats. Buckets of ducats. Fear me not, man, I will not break away. I'll give thee, ere I leave thee, so much money to warrant thee as I am rested for. My <laughs> wife is in a wayward mood today, and will not lightly trust the messenger. That I should be attached in Ephesus, I tell you, will sound harshly in her ear. Wayward mood is kind of like an understatement. And she's rightfully frustrated. He brings the money. <laughs> How now, sir? Have you that I sent you for? Here's that I warrant you will pay them all. But and Christopher Gilstrap as Romeo Ephesus. I gave the money for the robe. Five hundred ducats, villain, for a rope. I serve you, sir. <laughs> Five hundred at the rate. To what end did I bid thee hie thee home? To a rope's end, sir. And to that end, I am returned. And to that end, sir. I will welcome you. Yeah. Good sir. Be patient. Yeah, I never liked the beatings. I never liked the beatings, but good. You know, slapstick comedy. Extreme forms of slapstick comedy. Now, horse son, senseless villain. I would I were senseless, sir, that I might not I also did try to lighten them up just a little bit. Um nothing but blow. Throughout the play, I tried to make them a little bit lighter than they seem in the dialogue of the main play text. I have served him from the hour of my nativity to this instant and have nothing at his hands for my service but blows. When I'm cold, he heats me with a beating. When I'm warm, he, he cools, cools me, me with, with a beating. I am waked with it when I sleep, raised with it when I sit, driven out of I did know this whole speech, I but I have since forgotten it. it <laughs> Shame on me. Nay, I bear it on my shoulders as a beggar won her brat. Sometimes it's uh, amazing the lines that you remember when you're directing the play. Uh, Probably the one I remember the most from Othello is uh, Amen to that sweet powers. Uh, <laughs> and probably later down the line I'll realize, okay, yeah, there's this one line from Comedy Bears I remember more than the others. How say you now? Is not your husband mad? His incivility confirms no less. Same thing with Julius Caesar. I'll eventually come to a place where I'm like, yeah, that's that's the one I remember the most. Mark how he trembles in his ecstasy. Give me your hand and let me feel your pulse. There is my hand. Probably the one that comes to mind the most from Julius Caesar is, oh ye gods, render me noble of this, or render me worthy of this noble wife. I conjure thee by all the saints in heaven. See, now I'm talking about other plays. This is comedy verse. Guys, come on. Mad. Oh, that there were not what good am I as a commentary you, you, dude on my own? Are these your customers? Did this companion with the saffron-faced <laughs> revel and feasted at my house today? By the way, uh, a second ago we had Daniel Whitelaw as Pinch. Who, uh, husband, I positively love his performance as Pinch. Uh, <laughs> Daniel's Pinch 
is like a cross between a crazy hobo and a fire and brimstone preacher. It's pretty brilliant. <laughs> and uh, he's also got like uh, almost as Scottish. He, he has a uh, British accent too. So his western accent sounds like a British western accent. It's, it's pretty brilliant all around. It makes me laugh. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters with the Shakespeare play. Does it make you laugh? If it makes you laugh, congratulations. It is no shame. The fellow finds his vein, and yielding to him, humans well his frenzy. Thou hast suborned the goldsmith to arrest me. Alas, I sent you money to redeem you. By Dromeo here who came in haste for it. Money by me? Heart and good will you might, but surely, master, not a rag of money. Wentst not thou to her for a purse of ducats? He came to me and I delivered it. And I am witness with her that she did. God and the rope maker bear me witness that I was sent for nothing but a rope. Mistress, both man and master is possessed. <laughs> I know it by their pale and deadly looks. They must be bound and laid in some dark room. Say, wherefore didst thou lock me forth today? And why dost thou deny the bag of gold? They must be laid I in some dark room. That, that could be positively it. creepy. And, master, <laughs> I receive no gold. But I confess, sir, that we were locked out. This is a Hamlet, guys. Assembling <laughs> harlot? Excuse me, this isn't Titus Andronicus. And our confederate with a damn pack to make a loathsome, abject scorn of me. But with these nails, I'll pluck out these false eyes that would behold in me this shameful sport. Oh, bind him, bind him, let him not come here! <laughs> More company? Oh, the fiend is Oh, I love him. that line. I, I love that line delivery. Poor man, how pale and wan he looks. What, will you murder me? Thou, jailer, thou, I am thy prisoner. Wilt thou suffer them to make your rescue? Masters, let him go. He is my prisoner, and you shall not have him. Go bind this man, for he is frantic too. They offer to bind Romeo of Ephesus. <laughs> do. Peevish officer. Again, it, it, with this <laughs> scene, it's all about the line delivery. Do outrage and displeasure to himself? He is my prisoner. If I let him go, the debt he owes will be required of me. I will discharge the air I go from thee. Bear me forth with unto his creditor, and knowing how this debt grows, I will pay it. Good master doctor, see him safe conveyed home to my house. Oh, most unhappy day. Oh, most unhappy strumpet. Master, I am here entered in bond for you. Out on thee, villain. Wherefore dost thou mad me? Will you be bound for nothing? Be mad, good master! Cry the devil! <laughs> Poor souls, how idly do they talk. Go bear him hit. There you go, I have now found the, the line that I'm going to remember the most. Cry the devil! Nah, probably not. I'll probably forget Say that now. as soon as I get done recording this. <laughs> One Angelo, the goldsmith. Do you know him? I know the man. What is the sum he owes? Two hundred ducats. Say, how grows it due? Due for a chain your husband had of him. He did bespeak a chain for me, but had it not. When as your husband, all in rage today, came to my house and took away my ring, 
the ring I saw upon his finger now. Straight after did I meet him with a chain. It may be so, but I did never see it. Come, Gowler, bring me where the goldsmith is. I long to know the truth here of at large. God, for thy mercy, they are loose again. And come with naked colts. Let's <laughs> call more help to have them bound again. Oh, wait. They'll kill us. <laughs> so I realize after the fact, um, we changed the uh, the line right there to naked colts. Uh, when the the original line was something along the lines of uh, naked blades or naked swords or something like that, it just didn't work for a western. So I changed it to colts. Um, like a cold firearm. And uh, then when I was directing it, I had them riding in on a horse. <laughs> so it, it works as a uh, double entendre sort of. stay tonight for all the town. Therefore, a way to get our stuff aboard. Ride like the wind, bullseye. Yeah, I may be on a Pixar nostalgia kick this week. <laughs> See, that's what happens when Pixar announces the release date for The Incredibles 2. I get excited about all things Pixar. And I just told you when I was recording this. Yay! That's what being busy gets you, though. Gotta stay busy, gotta stay Hand busy. Shakespeare, also known as The Wild Bill Variety Show. The Comedy Wild Bill Variety Show. Four. Featuring the voice talents of Dave Morgan as Antipolis. Uh, I'm gonna Ephesus. miss Brian Reed's uh, credit reads. As Adriana. Mindy Once this play is finished. Of Syracuse. Not that he's going Romeo away, but his, his take on Pete them, rather. <laughs> as Antipolis of Syracuse. Rochelle Hager. It would be nice Luciana. if I would explain that Aiden before Rudd I as speak. Angelo. <laughs> Jordan Gottlieb as the officer. Sarah McKenzie as the courtesan. Daniel Whitelaw as Pinch. And Kristen Bass as the second merchant. Written by William Shakespeare. Adapted for audio by Colin Kelly. Directed by Landon Bell. Assistant director Sven Halverson. Music by Landon Bell of SoundCloud.com slash Landon Bell. That's L A N D O N. I love the end credits theme. Produced by Pandan Productions. Not just because I compose it, but I actually like it. Pandan Productions. For more information, visit Pandan.io. Oh, that's all, folks. That's all I got for now. But I will be back next month. Hopefully, back with my assistant director and dramaturge. So you will hear us then. Uh, yeah, that's all I've got. Um, and I'm out of episode and I'm just talking into a microphone like a crazy man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye guys.